Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. This is episode 13 and we are so excited to be here with Isaac from Isaac Likes, who is a DJ and relationship expert. Welcome, Isaac. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Um, So tell us about yourself. Where are you from? How old are you? I'm 33 years old. I'm from New Zealand. I moved to New York in 2011. Uh, I started this blog, IsaacLikes.com, in 2008. Um, I was a fashion journalist who mm-hmm. became like a fashion writer on, on a website, a blog. Mm-hmm. And um, it started out as like uh, breaking news and stuff like that. And I, mm-hmm. I was the first person in New Zealand history to ever get fired from a traditional media company for a blog post that I wrote on my personal blog. And it that became this like... so funny. What did big, you write that was so offensive? I basically broke the story that New Zealand's largest media company had shut down a huge website division and fired all the staff. And the CEO mm-hmm. of that company was like quoted in the newspaper saying that the things that I'd said were defamatory and incorrect. And I got fired from the magazine I was working for. And then the next day it came out that I was correct, that everything I said was true, so I sued. Oh my God, And Good we for you. settled, and um, then I started traveling all around the world on the Fashion Week circuit, like so going from New Zealand to Paris and Milan and New York and London and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And in 2011, I moved here, I started writing for like the New York Times and GQ and Esquire and stuff like that, and then very quickly discovered that you cannot pay rent in New York City writing for the world's best publications. That's true. And so I got this agency who were like, well, your blog is already quite popular, so you need to start taking photos of yourself in outfits and become a personal style blogger. And I was like, never. Uh-huh. And then I started doing it and <laughs> making uh-huh. money. And here we are now. And then I started DJing uh, around the same time, so like 2012. So you started the hustle. Yeah. And then um, I guess like seven or eight years ago on like my Tumblr, somebody asked this question. This girl was like, hey, I don't know who else to talk to. I'm in this relationship. I just found out he's been sleeping with my best friend. He says Oof. he loves me. I'll never, you know, he'll never do it again. Right. What should I do? And I was like, wrote this big long response basically saying, leave him immediately. Yeah. And I clicked publish and it opened the floodgates and all these girls started writing oh. questions to me and then I became this like, uh, relationship and so it started on Yeah, so blog. it started on my blog and then I wrote it for New Zealand Herald, which is like the big newspaper in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. I had a Saturday column and then I wrote for Man Repeller for quite a while, the Ask a Guy oh, column. yeah, I love her. And uh, then I kind of like a, a, a few months ago, I was like, 
I'm 33 years old. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to be writing a blog anymore. And Instagram is where you make all the money these days. Mm-hmm. And so I sort of transitioned from like getting questions on Tumblr to people started DMing me questions. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, why not just screen grab the conversations I have with strangers on the internet and post them on my Insta stories. Right. And so I started doing that and that's become like a daily thing that I do. That's amazing. And by the way, you're our first guest with an accent. So thank you for being that. And I'm sure girls that are listening are dying. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, so what, like, what made, what makes these girls trust you for relationship advice or what makes you feel safe giving it? Um, are you, have you been in a lot of relationships? I, okay, so the way that I answer that question, people ask me that a lot. And the honest truth is, is that like, I relate to every bad situation that people can get into in a relationship because I've either been on the giving or the receiving end of like every shitty thing that you can do, basically. Meaning like you've been cheated on, you've cheated on, you've been, excuse me, abused. Yeah, I've done it all. Abused. Yeah, or or like I've done done the whole lot, like being in the friends with benefits situation for like two years where... Mm one of you falls in love the other one doesn't mm-hmm. been on the other you know been on both sides of that been on like you know like whatever whatever it is yeah i've, I've mm-hmm. basically done it all and so like i relate to all of that and also like i'm much more sensitive than your average guy Mm-hmm. And um, what's your zodiac sign? I'm a Gemini, so I don't know oh. if it really like, goes with my with my no. zodiac sign. What, are you a June Gemini? I'm a May Gemini. Maybe that's why, because you're like a cusp. Yeah, could May be. what? May twenty seventh, born mm-hmm. on the same day as Andre mm-hmm. three thousand. Oh. Um, okay. But yeah, I don't know. So like, I really like relate to, and I don't. I always seem to. I've always related to girls mm-hmm. in like a really really strong way, and. Um, and so I relate to the situations that they get themselves into because I'm a person who's likely to get myself into a stupid emotional situation, right. you know, being like the victim or the aggressor. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also really relate to the, um, to the guys they're talking about. Mm-hmm. So like they tell me about a guy and I'm like immediately go, oh yeah, I know what that guy's done. Right. Like you can see, you can see it a lot cl- more clearly. Yeah. Than, so I relate to the can. feelings that they're talking about mm-hmm. and then I relate to the guy that they're talking about. And have you ever been wrong like let's say a girl came to you and I've she was never like, been wrong no I really <laughs> no, 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 no really, no, no, really. <laughs> no like let's say a girl came to you and she was like I don't like my boyfriend like cheated on me and like I just I think he's like such an asshole and whatever but like the reality of the situation was that like he only did that because like you know whatever the fuck you know I, I like, mean he was a good guy after all I just don't buy that sort of thing like uh, just the same way that I don't buy um, people breaking up and getting back together all the time and that being a successful relationship because yeah. people who are in successful, happy relationships don't go on breaks and don't fight all the time and don't break up with each other. I couldn't agree more. I actually tweeted the other day, if you have to break up and get back together more than once, you should probably just break up. That's exactly that's exactly <laughs> right. Like, I could not... Yeah, I could not agree with that more. And um, so... Yeah, sure, maybe, you know, like, who's to say that I'm always right? I'm, I quite possibly get things wrong. Um, I had, like, an, kind of, like, a semi-debate with somebody who was responding to what I was writing about last night about DMing people. Right. And she had a completely different opinion to me. And when I, like, look Her at it Her opinion now, was that... So, for, for background... Yeah. Um, Isaac had a story up on his Instagram last night, um, at Isaac Likes. Mm-hmm. Is at Isaac under- Likes with an underscore. With an, an underscore. Yeah. Um, 
And the story basically was saying we should be communicating in only on Instagram DM, um, you know, why text anymore? We're all spending most of our time on Instagram. Um, and then, so you're saying a girl disagreed with you. What was her point? So this is my friend, Chrissy Ford. She's an editor at Harper's Bazaar. And she basically will like respond to everything I say and often disagrees with, with what I have to say. And she mm-hmm. was like, you are encouraging people to be like passive aggressive and not try to meet somebody face to face and like go up to them at a party and say, Hey, I think you're cute here's my phone number instead just like go home and slide into their dms later well i didn't take what you were saying like that personally i took it as you saying um it's just easier you're already open in the app uh why like close it just to send a text not anything about like i care about you less but like if we all did this it wouldn't be like that Right. For sure, but I guess the the original question that got asked was this girl was like, I work with this guy sometimes, we don't see each other that much, I'm too scared to ask for his number, but I want to hang out with him. And I was like, just DM him, it's the easiest right. thing in the world to do. Mm-hmm. You don't even need to ask for anybody's number anymore, you can just slide into their DMs. It's true. I, is that like a New Zealand and Australia thing? Like, no joke, because every Australian or guy from New Zealand... That I've met has like has DM me or like preferred to DM. I don't know. I mean, I've been gone for so long that yeah. I can't I can't tell you like what is normal behavior for um for somebody from my country anymore. Right. But like, all of my friends seem to do pretty well off yeah. Instagram. Mm-hmm. It, most people I meet these days seem to come from Instagram. Are, where are most of your friends <clears throat> from? Are they are they all around your age? Um, do you have a lot of single friends? I am. Like, so I, I made this, like, core group of friends, mostly Australians, when I first moved to New York in 2011, mm-hmm. and I was always the oldest. Like, they were probably early 20s, and I was, like, mid-20s at the time, mm-hmm. and um, and so, yeah, I'm usually, like, the oldest of my group of friends, and some of them, like, the honest truth is, is that I met most of my friends who live in New York, like my, my original group of friends. I was traveling on the International Fashion Week circuit. I was like one of the only young straight editors, like, you know, like journalists um, on the tour. And I was really intimidated by like the older fashion guys who mm-hmm. like had known each other for 15, 20 years and stuff. And so I started hanging out with male models. Like basically all of my friends were male models because they were the only other young straight guys who like wanted to party, you know, right. in the same way that I did. Right. And so when I moved here, I like moved in with these male models and basically like my friendship group developed out of that. It's like head over heels. Did you ever see that movie? It was, it was kind of more like Jersey Shore. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Not as it was classy a, as It I was imagine. actually a lot like Jersey Shore. Okay. the other truth. <laughs> Gym tan laundry. Yeah, exactly. And um, so, yeah, like uh, sometimes they're single and sometimes they're, yeah, sometimes they're single and sometimes they're not single. But yeah, for the most part, the group was, was Australian and I was the only New Zealander. Mm-hmm. But these days I do hang out a lot with Americans as well. Cool. And what's your fam situation? Are you an only child? Do you have siblings? I have an older sister. She's 35 and she has two young daughters. And uh, my parents are still together. Wow, congrats to them. I FaceTime my parents every day of the week. Mm -hmm. Like, every day without fail. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so I'm, like, close. Is that a new thing? Um, Are you, like, having, like, later, like, growing up realizations that your parents are amazing? Or were you always close with them? I was always close with them. Mm -hmm. And always, like, way too honest, like, way too honest with my family. 
like you tell your mom and your dad yeah. sex details? No, I'm not even like sex details. It's like, yeah, yeah. no, probably not sex details, but like. Like, if you got on three dates with a girl, does your mom know about her? Oh, like, if I've gone on one date with a girl, like, I will have FaceTimed with my parents and be no. like, meet this girl. Are you, like, open about that because you know that girls, like, like that and it makes you sound, like, seem more trustworthy? Or or are you more, like, like low-key about, like, being so close with your parents? No, I mean, I think, I think I'm pretty open about the fact that I'm close with my parents. Also, like... I'll, whenever I'm with people, my mum will FaceTime me, so, yeah. like, and I always answer. Right. Um, are you, are you, you're currently single, yeah. Mm-hmm. How are you dating people right now? Like, how are you meeting them? Are you on the apps, or are you just, like, doing it organically, waiting for people to slide into the DMs, sliding into other people's DMs? Okay, so, like, I, I went through this, like pretty major breakup earlier in the year I was going to get married and then I didn't get married mm-hmm. and um I would say that like at this stage in my recovery from the breakup I'm not emotionally available to be in a relationship and therefore mm-hmm. I'm not like dating mm-hmm. but I hang out with girls sometimes and often I meet them on Instagram mm-hmm. um, I'm not on any apps I was on Raya for a couple of months I met one girl on Rare who was like really really cool why aren't you on any of the apps uh just because you're not ready and you feel like being on an app is serious no I just never I just never really did that mm-hmm. I only did Rare for a bit because like my two Australian friends Tom and Dougie were like get on the app you gotta get on it because I was like crying every right, day right. and like talking to them about it for yeah. talking to them about my breakup for like mm-hmm. hours every day and they were like this is very annoying. You need to get on the app and see that there are other cool girls out there. They're right. And so I did. I met this one girl who was amazing. Um, we had this kind of like brief two-week thing over the summer. And then we had a fight and she never talked to me again. <laughs> is that so? That, I mean, that often, thing, things like that often happen. I kind of want to hear what the fight was about. If you're if you want to tell us or, or maybe you can you can tell us a different fight. yeah I mean basically it was kind of like she did this thing that she thinks is cool that I don't think is cool and and I don't think that she's right and I don't think that I was right but like basically I had had a fight with my ex earlier in the day because mm-hmm. we kept working with each other after the breakup which was a um, I wouldn't recommend anybody doing that mm-hmm. um, and so or even when you're dating. Yeah, or even when you're dating, for <laughs> sure. And so, like, I had had, a, like, a fight with my ex and then um, started talking to her and, like, had a, like, picked a fight with her as a result because what better way to, like, enamor yourself of someone than to... Uh, of course. Like, pick a fight with them right. because you're hurt because of something that happened with your ex earlier in the day. Like, mm-hmm. that, that's a very mature way to deal with situations. <laughs> um, so I basically did that, and I was like, oh, by the way, like, I don't like this thing that you do. And she was like, what are you talking about? And then it escalated because I'm like, um, I have a lot of, like, character defects that include being extremely impulsive, uh, quite intense, and... Um, yeah, you don't have to tell me. I've dated Geminis. Yeah. And I'm a Libra. I'm, oh, cool. That's a good match. Yeah. Both air signs. Yeah. Um, well, it's like hit or miss, right? Well, I think most things are hit or miss these yeah. days. Um, and so, yeah, I kind of, like, jumped into this thing. Like, and I have, like, a pretty explosive temper as well. So, mm-hmm. like, I jumped into this argument, like, said a bunch of things. And then, of course, within four minutes, had, like, it had blown over for me. And I was like, oh, sorry, I didn't really mean that. And she was like, 
Yeah, you can't just take that back. You can't, you know, like, you can't just, like... See, that's the... Pr- as a Gemini, you need to be with someone who's who's okay with uh, she whatever... She was a Gemini the- as well. Really? Yeah, it was weird. I was like... You know, Gemini women are a lot more sensitive than Gemini men. I'm not even saying that... I didn't say you need to be with a Gemini. I said you need to be with someone who is okay moving on from the words that you say in the heat of the moment. Mm. I'm like that, too. And I could never be with someone, because I have been and didn't work, who held on to the things I said when I was mad. Yes. That's really toxic and so like shout out to my ex yeah she was the best because i could yeah. like what I could was say, her birthday she's a gemini as well oh uh i could gemini's all around your life i know that's right um i could say crazy shit yeah. and she and she'd known me for such like we were like best friends for five years yeah. before we got together so like she'd mm-hmm. known me for such a long time that she knew that i'd fly off the handle right. and i'm not the sort of person who's like fuck you like boom and like go on and like go for the no, jugular i yeah. just like get angry and get loud and like yeah. say a bunch of shit yeah. um but also, I've got to say, mm-hmm. this is com- kind of unrelated, but yeah. the thing, nothing annoys me more yeah. than when I'm, like, getting, like, excitable, mm-hmm. and somebody's like, why are you shouting at me? Oh, my <laughs> God. Don't even get me started. But, like, nothing it's kills me more than... That is a pet peeve. Okay, so yeah, like, I cannot stand anybody telling me to calm down. I cannot, like, I have a loud voice. I'm a loud person. I'm, like, an excitable, enthusiastic person. But no one wants to be told to calm down or to chill. I can't, I can't tell. But also, like, there's nothing worse than when you're getting, like, really, like, angry. And yeah, yeah. like you're saying, you want them to argue back. And they just get this, like, hurt, sad, quiet expression on their face. And you're like, oh, God, God, I've gone too far again. And then you feel bad. It's just, it's not good. Mm -hmm. Um... Yeah, that's that's the worst. Um, oh, so you were asking me about dating. Yeah, tell me more about dating. Um, so yeah, I like basically will. I'm gonna I'm gonna like a a point in my life right now where I kind of maybe want to like make out with a girl and then have no strings attached and hopefully if I'm not this is gonna maybe this sounds douchey I don't know but if I'm not interested in pursuing anymore I want to be able to like walk away and not feel any like that's, guilt about the situation what's, right? that seems normal okay yeah. but here's the thing I'm a person who talks non-stop right and I'm like very open and I'm very oh, honest oh here's I get tell me if I'm wrong so I'm uh, so you talk to these girls like so often that you end up like accidentally leading them on you're, and then it becomes like a really sad thing and you actually have to break up with them yeah, and I don't even know so if you're I, like, going I don't through like a million that, breakups. I don't even want to say that I'm like leading anybody on, but I just like talk too much for my own good, and I always have, and my mouth like has always gotten me into trouble. And um, well, now these days my fingers because I'm like texting Same. on stuff. That's, yeah, do you know the song "My Stupid Mouth" by John Mayer? <laughs> no, I don't. You don't. But I will listen. Listen to it, to it after. It's literally about that. Cool. Shout out John Mayer if you're listening. Yeah, come on the podcast uh, and have sex with me. Yes, both do both of those things. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, like, I don't know. I And I also have this thing where I'm so honest and I'm so open and I, like, say whatever is on my mind that I come across as extremely trustworthy, I think, mm. when I'm just, like, any other regular guy. Yeah. You know? So that actually, so it's funny. So if a girl came to you and she was like... Isaac, like, I need your advice. This guy talks to me all day, every day. Um, but, like, he hasn't initiated a plan with me. Would you be like, just because that's kind of something, I don't know, I'm assuming you do since you talk a no, lot. No, I don't do that. Uh, mm-hmm. When I was writing for Man Repeller, I would say 95% of the time the question was, I was dating this guy and then he ghosted. Why did he ghost? 
and because like, he wasn't interested, he wasn't interested. Well, and that's like, have they not seen? He's just not that into you. That's great. The the book, by the way, is much better than the movie. My mom dropped it in my room. Literally, when I, when whenever it came out, I was like thirteen, mm-hmm. and she was like, "Read this," and then it's your Bible for life. It is. It like should be everybody's Bible. Yeah. I, I always like said that they should give that to every single person in school. Absolutely. Uh, your friend can't tell you he's just not that into you. Mm-hmm. So you kind of you got to be oh, able to figure it out. This is the other reason that relationship advice yeah. works from me mm-hmm. is because like when. Girls ask girls oh, you relationship have no advice. Telling them that. Exactly, they they tell them what they want to hear. But when yeah. a girl asks me, I'll tell her right. exactly what the well, deal is. Well, it's funny. I I'm I'm no Isaac likes, but a couple girls have asked me now since I've had we met at Acme, and I have no problem telling them that also. Mm. But that's just probably because I'm like. I don't know. So my public masculine. service announcement to females would be like when you're female friend is yeah. asking you about a guy that they're dating and it sounds like he's a douchebag fucking say that he's a douchebag right. don't say yeah I'm sure he likes you and I'm sure that he was just right. busy if he's not calling it's because he doesn't like the girl if he's like acting like a flake it's because he's not interested if he's like There's, sleeping with other girls at, yeah. the, at the same time he's and, probably a douchebag and if you're having a hard time saying that there are other ways to like hint at it like you could just be like I wouldn't text him if I were you yeah true but also like never make excuses for men yeah ever never ever don't ever make excuses for men don't ever say like like, well, he's such a nice guy. Or whatever. Like, haven't he's you such... seen how much human beings are on their cell phones these days? So if a guy isn't texting you, is he literally in some like developing nation where they don't have Wi-Fi and he and his phone is dead and he doesn't have access to like to to send a freaking text message? No, everybody has access to like Wi-Fi or to mobile service all the time. Everybody's on their cell phone twenty four hours a day, yeah. or at least like nineteen hours a day, depending on how long you sleep. And so if somebody doesn't text you, they are making a conscious decision not to text you. I completely agree. I couldn't agree And more. if you don't believe that, then you are deluding yourself. Agreed. The one thing I will say is that I'm, I'm dating someone now, and I don't know what it is, if it's a higher power, but many of the texts that I send to him do not deliver. And I swear to God, I have seen it on his phone and on my phone, done the comparison, they don't deliver. And like, I've, I've been that girl who's like said the lie, like, oh, maybe he didn't get it. Uh, and I never believed it when I said it. I actually believe that's a possibility now. If it doesn't say delivered after you send the text, it didn't go through. That is if I'm not, like, I'm on my phone all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And so if I haven't read your DM... I've made a conscious decision not to open it because it's like, I don't want to do that oh, right that's now. that's so hurtful to, to people that know you, I feel like. Yeah, but I mean, I don't do it with people who know me, really. Right. It's more like people who don't know right, me. Right, like strangers. Yeah. Yeah, so then it's fine. Or if it's a situation that I want to avoid for some right. particular that's reason. that's fair. I mean, you have a life. Yeah. Well, I don't do I. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> my, um, my, the other question that I get all the time yeah. is... I'm in a non-exclusive situation with somebody. How do I turn it into an exclusive situation? You don't. Yeah. Do you know what? That's exactly... <laughs> that's so funny because most people don't think that. Yeah. But yes, I'm completely yeah. in agreement. Oh my God. And this is going to sound maybe sexist, but like this is just how I see it. If a guy wants to be in an exclusive relationship with a girl... Like if, if a guy likes a girl... Mm-hmm. This is how I should say that. If a guy likes a girl 
he doesn't want that girl to be having the to potentially be having sex with other guys. Yeah, and it's and it's very it's very quick sometimes. And so from the moment that he feels that he likes her, and he doesn't want her to have sex with other guys, he's going to fucking lock that shit in. Mm-hmm. What person isn't going to do that? Mm-hmm. Well, unless they like, unless it's an open well, relationship type thing, but that's not what I'm talking about. What? How long do you think um, is the longest a guy can take to do that? with still liking and wanting to lock down that person. I don't know, three weeks? No, that's ridiculous. Well, maybe I'm ridiculous. That's that's ridiculous. Okay, like, so like I've had guys who um, I knew wanted to lock it down and like I could tell like we both kind of did and mm-hmm. it were it was heading in that direction, but like logically we knew that it was only, you know, a couple of weeks and we didn't know each other well enough. And so we waited until like two months. But that doesn't mean that like there were there was any insecurity in that in the within those two months from my end or his, mm-hmm. or one of us were like I don't know if he wants to lock it up. We knew. But were you sleeping with other people at the time? Um, yeah. See, okay, so like for me, and maybe this is me being I don't know. I've been accused of being like sex negative before, right? What does that mean? Um, basically that I am not pro people having a lot of casual sex with with people or and I'm I'm just not that pro the what I think is like the New York specific situation where it's completely acceptable to be like having sex with 10 different people not exclusively as long as everybody knows what the deal is. Mm-hmm. I'm just like I just don't think that's very like healthy for anybody mm-hmm. personally, right? Mm-hmm. And so if that makes me sex negative then I'm fine I'm sex negative. Um, I also, I have to say, I feel very strongly about this, Yeah. that like, I don't think that it's, um, I don't think it's a sign of female empowerment or like, I'm like more feminist than anybody you'll ever meet. Right. And I do not think that it's a sign of like female progression to behave in like the gross ways that men have been traditionally expected to behave. So like, I don't think that like. Personally, I don't see it as being like, yes, girl power, I'm going to like go out and fuck 15 guys at the same time, and that's like a sign of me being like a modern No, I don't human. think that's girl power, but it's like, if I feel sexy and horny, and mm-hmm. if I want to have sex, I'm going to have sex, that's where the empowerment comes from. For sure, and I've got no problem with that. But I don't, like, I, don't, I'm, I have a problem with like this whole non-exclusive dating thing, because I think it causes mass confusion for most people involved. Just because I have an instinct, right? Just because I have a desire to do something, do I have to do it every time? Yeah, I mean, when you have an instinct to eat, when you have an instinct to get shelter, yes. uh, when you have an instinct to sleep. Yeah, but what happens if is the, how is sex any different? Because because sex is much more powerful than we give it credit for, and sex is like an emotional connection between two people. It's a physical connection between two people. Not always. An not always. Not connection. But mm-hmm. it's pretty technical, especially when you have like it can be when especially when you have a friend with benefits and your conversation consists of like okay, are you come over? You literally have sex, and then that's it. And neither neither person, um, the next day is is expecting a text. You know, like For sure. No, that's the, I've, I've like I understand the um, logistics of a friends with benefits situation, right. right? But why is if if this girl's about to be exclusive with this um, with this guy, right? Would his even though they are not exclusive yet, 
what if his feelings would be hurt if he found out that she was having sex with this other guy they would so like at what point is it like maybe we should have respect for people's feelings yeah we should have respect for people's feelings but at the same time but I want to fuck so I, I don't should be owe you fight. anything if you haven't asked me to be exclusive with you it's a communication thing so at that point but then it's like okay so what you're like getting back at this person no not at all it's just like it's like if your mom like doesn't tell you like if there's Hershey kisses out mm-hmm. and you're a little kid and your mom doesn't tell you not to take more than one I can guarantee you're going to take a fucking handful, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, if he hasn't told me that he's not okay with me seeing other people, then I can only innocently assume that he's okay with it. Right. Unless he has implied otherwise. I hear what you're saying. Or even hinted at it. Even even a hint, I would be done. Yeah, and I, I completely, like, I get where you're coming from. And I think from, like, um, without any feelings involved, you win the debate. Mm -hmm. But just because you win the debate doesn't mean that I think that that you're right. You know, like, it doesn't mean that I think that it's right. Right. Like, if if it's, like, a pure, like, like, people vote who is correct in this situation, yes, you're technically correct because the situation is still unclear or still undefined. But... But that's not. But what, that's not to say that it's not wrong. You're absolutely right. That's that's when it's like logic versus emotion. Exactly, and I think that um, I think that like, yeah, I don't know. It's like if nobody finds out that I have um, committed some like heinous crime. Yeah. <laughs> okay, no, it's not really like that. But I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know. No, no, it's no. Really it's like, like it's like okay. Well, my friend and my roommate and I were talking about this the other day. Um, would you accept a million dollars to have sex with Trump was her question. And I said, <laughs> I like, I like that and question. I said, it depends. Um, if no one would find out, probably, yeah. Mm. And I would give it to charity. But if everyone would find out, eh, it'd be a little more difficult. I'd probably still do it. And I'd probably still give it to charity, but it would be, do you know what I mean by that? Mm-hmm. I do. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just think that like, I think that sex is... A really powerful thing. It is a huge bond between people. It obviously causes enormous pain and suffering when it is like, you know, like when 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 it's done in certain ways. Mm. Um, and and yet we want to be able to like. It's like we want to be able to all just act however the hell we want to behave. Like we all want to behave however we want to behave with no consequences. But we don't want other people to do those same things to us that we're doing. No, you're we? absolutely right. And but so like, yeah, yeah. And so like, I just don't. I I just don't think that it's like. Uh, um, I don't think that us going out and like sleeping with lots and lots and lots of people at the same time is really helping anybody. Yeah, and if that I, and like and like I said, if that makes me sex negative or like no, I, stuck in the past, then fuck, maybe opinion. I'm stuck in the like, past. And I don't think you're stuck in the past. I think that you're right. It doesn't, you know, help anybody. But oh, sorry. Okay, here's here's my biggest argument. Okay, when we think about modernity, right? Yeah, we think about things getting like quicker, easier, more efficient, right? Mm-hmm. And if we look at how like a lot of our behavior, especially around dating. 
causes so much confusion so many headaches so much time like obsessing about like what the other person is doing or what they're thinking because nobody's communicating properly and we don't know where we stand with Mm -hmm. people right and all that does is like slows us down makes us less efficient takes up a lot of emotional energy that could otherwise be spent doing other things and so what we think of as of as modernity is actually exactly the opposite Mm -hmm. and that's my biggest argument no, you're right. Have you read uh, Modern Love by Aziz Ansari? Yeah, I have. And um, seen the second season of Master of None? Yeah, I have. Yeah. No, it's really interesting. I, my neighbors who, who live like two doors down, they met in this building. Mm-hmm. And in his book, um, he talks about how, Aziz talks about how back in the day, everyone would marry their neighbor. And it was just like a standard thing. And now our entire generation is always looking for, okay, this is good, but what, what, what could be better? Let's see. Like what out there could maybe be better than this? Um, and that's like the biggest problem that we have, I guess. So just to your point, we, yeah. we suck. Well, yeah, I think, I think that uh, the, the technologies that have been created and which we all love are actually in a lot of ways fucking us up. Like, I I don't think that um, it's any mistake that I think it was Facebook first who put the read receipts on messages. Mm, mm. And you can tell, like, the the three dots when you know that somebody's typing. Like, I guarantee there was, like, extreme psychology involved in that. That, like... For sure. That it's going to make you keep going back and back and Mm, back and back because it's like, are they writing? Oh, they've read it. How can they they not respond? I mean, Mark Zuckerberg recently, like, admitted... Right, he admitted that he knows that Facebook's technology is, or it wasn't him. It was, uh, it was the guy who started Naps, Sean Parker. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Yeah, we are totally fucking with everyone." Of course they are. Yeah, and it works. Yeah, fully. I mean, it's like we're yeah, so we're like the FOMO generation. Mm. We look at what everybody else is doing. We go, "Oh, their life looks better than than ours." Yeah, their life. They look happier than us. They mm. look better looking than us. So, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And everybody who is, even the people who are looking better looking and happier and like they're going on better holidays or eating better food or with cooler people or whatever, are feeling exactly the same way about other people. And so all we're trying to do is like prove to everybody constantly that our lives are better than they really are. Oh yeah, all the time. And prove that we can get over things fast and, you know, just like prove that we are robotic but like we're literally the opposite so it's just it's confusing in the early weeks of my breakup in Mm -hmm. february i was so fucking happy on my insta story every insta story i was like the happiest person you've ever seen on your insta story yeah like and because i knew the most important phrase yeah and I was literally crying all day. So I'm like, I'm, I'm just as guilty as this, of this yeah, as anybody else. I was course. like crying all day, every day. Um, something that we've been doing and I've mentioned many times now on our, uh, we met at Acme Instagram. We're doing these polls and I, I hope and think that you guys are listening because the numbers are going up and up. We did this poll a few weeks ago and the question was, um, would you date someone who's sober? And I have many, many good friends um, who are sober. And shockingly, um, to my dismay, it was like 75% no. Mm. 
Um, and I'm I'm definitely shocked by that. You had mentioned to me that you are sober. Have you experienced like hate for that or just like, you know, what's your experience dating as someone who's sober and how, how long have has that been your lifestyle? So it's been my life. I've been sober for like th- almost three and a half years. Mm-hmm. And um, I was somebody who was like probably doesn't look uh, like a traditional alcoholic. Like I think that a lot of people just like, just to give like a little what bit. What do you of, mean? Yeah, you do. You yeah. Like a huge alcoholic. <laughs> just to give a little backstory. Like I think a lot of people have this attitude that to be an alcoholic, you have to be like a homeless or like mm-hmm. drinking alone or mm. um, drinking in the morning, mm. you know, like having hiding bottles. I didn't do any of those things. I was out at nightclubs five to seven nights a week for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, like I said before, like I'm not a person who likes to be alone. And so I was just out 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. If I wasn't in a nightclub, I was in a bar. If I wasn't in a like bar, I was in an after hours. I was, so you weren't drinking alone, but you were like using it, using it as an excuse to. I was just constantly drinking. I was just yeah. constantly out. I was constantly out at a party. Mm-hmm. And if last night's party was amazing, then tonight's party has to be even bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so to go to like about dating I guess what I'm more interested in is like would I date somebody who drinks a lot mm. and the answer is no mm-hmm. and so I you might have just said it how, how many years now that you're like saying? almost three and a half almost three and a half okay and so you wouldn't date someone who drinks a lot um I, I'm assuming drinking was what you got sober because of oh, so I'm, what about and other things but yeah drinking okay. but like every drinking what about like, someone who smokes a lot of weed no nah, I couldn't do it what about someone who so basically I, I feel like going down this road is stupid so no one who does a lot of anything yeah mm-hmm. um just because I it, it just like because it's at the end of the day like I got sober because I have a problem with alcohol right and so anytime I'm around something a lot, it can trigger me in different ways. Mm. And even if it doesn't like tempt me to do it myself, it can make me feel like anxious or uncomfortable or any number of ways. And so like, like I don't really go to nightclubs anymore, for instance. I don't mm. spend a lot of, I don't spend really any time in bars anymore. So like if, so it wouldn't really work for me with my lifestyle to be in a relationship with somebody who wants to hang out in bars five nights a week, which is what I wanted to do. But what if you, like, what's a first date spot for someone who uh, can't be at a bar? Coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Only, so like only coffee, really? No, but I mean like... It, like a restaurant is fine, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um... I don't know, like, I see, this is the first, like, I don't really go on dates very much. If it's a situation where it becomes this thing of, like, what am I allowed to do, what am I not allowed to do, it's already kind of a problem, I think, for me. Like, a person who's approaching you in that way. Yeah, well, like, if I'm approaching the situation in that way and being like, how much of this, how much of this situation can I handle? If I'm asking myself how much of this can I handle, I already can't handle it. Right. But if you're with someone who you're not even thinking about that, that's a good sign, right? Yeah. So, like, if it's a situation where I know somebody smoked... Like, there's a girl that I met recently who I think is really cool and really fun to talk to and a super babe and smokes weed every day. It's it's me. It's you. And I know. I know already that, like, 
even entertaining that is stupid yeah. for me because I can't be in a relationship with somebody who smokes weed every day. But what if she like cared about you enough to not do it around you? Yeah, well, I mean, that's... The, yeah, but, like, I've had experiences. Like, obviously, I've been sober for, like, three and a half years. Like, I've had experiences where it can cause resentment. It can cause, like, mm. issues. It can cause, like... Like, what happens if I'm hanging out with a bunch of sober people and the girl that I'm dating turns up and you can, like, full-on smell the margaritas on her breath? And I'll tell you one thing. Like, when you get sober, mm. alcohol is the strongest smell in the world. Mm. You know? Even, and so for me, it can just be so that. Almost, yeah. It can just be that. It can be like, I don't really want to kiss somebody who, like, tastes like alcohol. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to deal with, like... I don't want to have to deal with somebody who's, like hung over all the time yeah. and like doesn't want to do something the next day what do you think the reason that 75% of people don't want to be with someone who's sober is probably all of the reasons that I'm listing do you, you think it's because they want to drink like first and foremost well, if you had to list three reasons ranking in what's most important I guess alcohol is obviously the biggest social lubricant that we have yeah and so people generally speaking they're loosen too up they're insecure and, without it yeah loosen up and have a lot more fun when they're drinking mm-hmm. uh I think that people feel like it's, oh, I, I, you know, because especially in New York City, our lifestyles revolve around going out and hanging out in bars because we don't go to people's apartments very often. We don't hang out like inside that much. We're always out. And so if you're not going to go to bars, it's like, like what you said, like, what are you going to do then? Right. And third, oh, yeah, I don't know what the third, but those are the, would be the, the two third, biggest reasons for me. I think is because they're scared oh fear of judgment that it's gonna that you're gonna relapse oh I didn't even think about that yeah. but I think it would be like fear of judgment as well like oh so you're like looking at every drink that I have and you're feeling actually, like actually I would say my biggest my number one is that is that fear of relapse because it's scare. it's two different people yeah yeah so that for me is is my biggest fear, and and that wouldn't stop me necessarily. Uh, maybe it would actually be even like more interesting to me because everyone likes a challenge, you know. But that would, I guess, be my be my thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I, I literally didn't even think about that because, mm-hmm. yeah, but um, but yeah, for sure. And I'd say that like if somebody is like truly an alcoholic. Because there's a difference between somebody who doesn't drink and somebody who's a sober alcoholic. Yeah. Two very different things. Right. And what we what we learn when we get so sober true. is that um, alcohol and drugs are the symptom. They are not the problem. Mm. The problem is that you have a hole inside yourself that you're trying to fill with mm. anything, whether it's alcohol, whether it's sex, whether it's shopping, mm. whether it's gambling, whether it's talking to strangers on the internet. You know. Well, what do you think about that? Those people who who don't drink but aren't alcoholics, or who are just like, yeah, I'm cleansing, or like. Well, I, I come from a religious background where uh, there's no drinking allowed, and mm. so like I grew up with people who don't drink. No, but I mean, like, people, like, douchey, millennial non-drinking. Like, um, well, I'm taking a break from drinking for a month because for a month because I'm going to Burning Man after. Or, like... Well, the quickest way yeah, to turn me off when I used to drink yeah. was to say, oh, I'm not going to have a drink tonight. That was, like, I couldn't stand people who did that. When I was drinking, when I was partying, if you were like, oh, I'm just going to take it easy tonight, I was like, I literally never want to talk to you ever again. Right. So that, you know, like, so for me, that was like the biggest douchey thing that you could do. Right. But also, like with people who are in relationships who go on breaks and who um, break up and then get back together and break up and get back together. You can't do the same thing with alcohol. In my experience, 
people who don't have a problem with alcohol don't tell me that they don't have a problem with alcohol. People who have a problem with alcohol will lead a conversation with, oh, you know that, like, I can handle it. You know that I don't have a problem with alcohol, right? Of course. And I think a lot of people probably do have a problem with alcohol. It's like uh, homophobic people who are clearly gay. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, And anybody who tells me, like, oh, yeah, but, like, I do coke a lot, but, like, I could stop anytime I want. Like, who says that? Yeah. (laughs) Literally, who says that? Who says that? Um, that's hilarious and it was it was actually my mum said this really interesting thing to me when like just before I got sober mm-hmm. uh, where I came clean and told them like everything about like everything and I was like I don't understand because all of my friends are like me and I'm the only one who seems to have the problem like how is it that I wake up and I want to kill myself every day mm. and everybody else seems to be happy and fine and living like contented prosperous lives which Mm. of course is not the case when people are doing that sort of shit but like that's you know how it seemed to me because I was so deep in my own misery and my mum said to me why don't you stop comparing yourself to people who like take drugs every day Mm. and start comparing yourself to people who don't take drugs Mm. and I was like it was like this light bulb above Mm. my head and I was like oh true Um, but yeah I don't know like I think that it can be difficult for like I couldn't I like I straight up I will not be in a relationship with somebody who takes cocaine casually. Would you agree with the statement if a drug changes you, um, you shouldn't be doing it? What drug doesn't change someone? Okay, okay. Let me rephrase. Um, That's the you, entire point of okay, a drug or would alcohol you be to a, change someone. Would you be okay with the phrase um, if you're using? whatever drug or alcohol that you're taking as an escape it's not okay but if you're using it as a fun thing do you know what i mean by that like i would have been the first person to say i just fucking love drinking i just love drinking yeah but that's not what i'm saying you like deep down deep down you know if you know like like if if i'm like you know, feeling sad. Let's say I'm, like, feeling sad about, like, a fight with a friend and then I smoke a joint. Like, I'll know that, like, I'm not using that in the right way, you know? But then let's say I'm with, like, my best friend and we're about to go see Star Wars and, like, we just we smoke a joint and then go see it. That's a totally different usage. Yeah. And I, and I don't think that everybody's an alcoholic. And yeah. I don't think that everybody's got a problem with drugs. Yeah. I do. Right. You know? And it's like, I can't yeah. judge what anybody else is doing. Right. But I have a problem with those things. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I can't do it mm-hmm. safely. Like, so, okay, so, you know, you asked, like, what the most common, like, or what, you know, what the main questions I get asked for relationship advice. Yeah. The question that most people ask me when they find out that I'm sober is, like, but don't you, like, do you think you're ever going to be able to drink again? And don't you, like, couldn't you just have a glass of wine with dinner? Mm-hmm. I've never had a glass of wine with dinner in my entire life. Mm-hmm. I've never had one drink in my entire because life. Because that's not something you're keeping. That's just not what I did. Yeah. It's just not who I am. Right. Maybe like in 20 years, if you want to think about it, maybe you will. I don't think so. No, yeah. but, I, but I mean, and I can't even entertain those thoughts mm-hmm. because I know, because I have to play the tape forward and I'd be like, this is what happens when I drink and this is what happens when I do the other stuff. And it's really bad. Um, going back to dating for a second. Yes. You're, you're dating a girl. Um, you're really into her. What are some deal breakers for you? Um, one of the big ones on this, this show is people that don't want to have kids. Mm. 
Um, I don't like people who refuse to take responsibility for things. Well, that's a lot of people. That's like a third of the population right there, including <laughs> our president. So um, what are we going to do about those people? Stream division, right? But I can't date a Republican. Oh, well, that's fine. In I, I, can barely, I, I can either. I can barely way. date an American Democrat. Yeah. What? I come from a country where our right-wing party makes the Democrats look like fucking Nazis. <laughs> Oh my God. Okay, that's that's a little extreme. Yeah. But New Zealand is the most politically progressive country yeah. in the world. We gave women the vote in 1893. We had a, tr- a transgender politician who was voted in by the people in the yeah, 1970s. You know, first yeah. country in the world to give like, to allow like gay marriage, like all these things. Yeah, but I mean, you're here in America. So. I live I live in America, but like so, I find um, I find most people. So you obviously like America better. You know? I love New York. I don't live in America. I live in New York, and I think that yeah. that's, that's well, New York an important thing to say. The center of America, in my opinion. But it's clearly not. Otherwise, we wouldn't have this president. Yeah. No, you're right. But you're like, um, right. and I whole other discussion. And so I find a lot of Americans like deeply, deeply conservative. Mm. Um, and I find yeah, I even find like a lot of Democrats deeply conservative. Like I, I was yeah. hanging out with this girl recently who comes from a very very wealthy family lives in like an eight thousand dollar tribeca apartment i'm not she knows the owner she knows the owner it's like from bridesmaids when she's like oh helen did you see that i love that line from bridesmaids help me i'm poor um okay so yeah so she's so she's like a rich kid uh who says that she is i'm I'm about to i'm about to get on one just so you know okay she says that she is socially left fiscally republican fiscally republican and i'm like motherfucker okay yeah but everyone says this i don't say this they're they're mentally stupid okay yeah for sure that means i'm mentally stupid okay (laughs) so when you say you're socially democrat or whatever socially left you're saying that you agree with gay marriage right yeah great everybody agrees with gay marriage but if you're also saying that you're like fiscally republican then basically you're saying that you don't believe that like poor people should be exactly. they should have like health care exactly that you shouldn't have no taxes because you you have more money less taxes exactly like, I'm a greedy piece of shit that That's like basically what you're saying parents who can't afford their um to feed their kids shouldn't have um shouldn't be allowed to be given like food stamps yeah. so basically what you're saying is actually you're socially and economically republican and yeah. you're a fuckwit. Yeah, exactly. So that's a deal breaker exactly. for me. Deal breaker number one. Um, well, are there any last pieces of advice that you can give mm-hmm. to our listeners about dating? Yeah. Um, you know, give us the, the... Stay true to yourself. The best piece of relationship advice I've ever heard in my entire life comes from my father, Grant Hinden Miller. He's an amazing man. Oh. And Is he, your last name Miller? Hinden Miller. Oh, your last name is Hinden Miller. Yeah. That's not New Zealand. Hendon is like, Latvian and Miller is yeah. Scottish. Yeah. Um, so I've got a bit of the Jew in me as well. There you go. On the, on my mother's side. Mm-hmm. So my dad once said to me, or he, my dad says to me a lot, mm-hmm. and I'm always saying this to other people, when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. Oh my God. And it is yeah. so true. Like it if It always comes back. If it upsets you at the beginning... And you try to suppress it and be like, oh, I can deal. Like, anytime you yeah, tell yourself. Anytime. Anytime I tell myself I can handle this situation, I can't fucking handle the situation. Yeah, I cannot. 
anything that I tell myself, oh, I can probably deal with this. Nah, this will probably go away. It's not going to go away. Yeah. You can't deal with it. You can't handle it. It's going to be a deal breaker. But yeah. the other thing is, like, if a guy tells a girl that he's not looking for something serious, he's not fucking looking for something he's serious. He's not. Don't try to change his mind. Yeah. And same with a girl. And same with a girl. Like, we don't get ourselves into situations telling them that we're not looking for something serious if we want to get into something serious yeah, people hear that and they're like perfect it's a challenge Let's yeah go. okay and the other thing that i would say to young women mm-hmm. is be like yes be true to yourself don't try to be the cool girl yeah a tag. Cool... we call it we call her tag oh really what? that easygoing girl okay yeah so the tag don't like who loves burgers and beer and blowjobs yeah. and can just like hang out no and... one's tag Nobody is the cool girl. I try to be the cool girl myself. Yeah, and when you try to be Tag, you you make the rest of us look, like, bad and, and psychotic when we're really normal and cool because yeah. you're pretending to be this person that you're not. And exactly. when you're Tag and then you start dating someone and you turn the Tag off and you're, you're normal you're self, a human being. You're, they're going to think you're a psycho because exactly. you tried to be so chill when you weren't exactly so like yeah don't pretend to be something that you're not don't pretend that you can deal with things that you can't deal with don't overlook things that hurt your feelings and act like it doesn't hurt your feelings because later on it's gonna fuck you up and totally. don't be the cool girl and i say that to myself i have to say that out loud mm. because i because like i got myself into a situation where I thought that I could handle like right. getting back into a situation with an right. ex where it was going to be like a casual friends with benefits oh, situation yeah, no. and it literally Mm-mm. I'm not going to say it made me suicidal but it hurt yeah. so badly yeah my friends from BU and I say I don't care if she thinks I care but I don't care um, and it's the standard I care so much mm-hmm. so um, just be true to yourself and how you feel from the beginning and then you'll get hurt a lot less when all your feelings come out in the end yes thank you Isaac so much for being here I'm going to try to honestly air every minute of this because I truly believe that it was very illuminating thank you it's been a pleasure and follow Isaac on Instagram at IsaacLikes underscore and DM him your relationship issues or DM us both in like a group DM mm. um, that would be so fun and uh, follow us on Instagram at We Met at Acme, no spaces. We also are on Twitter and Facebook, but those channels are not as fun. Um, and <laughs> so true, true ones have never been And write write a review or rate us in the podcast app. Also, keep your calendars marked for Valentine's Day, February fourteenth. We are having a We Met at Acme date party at Acme. Doesn't get much better than that. Tickets are going on sale soon, um, and the early ones will be cheaper as as it goes. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great night, morning, noon, afternoon. I can't speak anymore after this long of recording. Bye. Bye.